TBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. My mama's was in Venezuela, mama like Cinderella, mama's got a chumbaye. I say hola, 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 bossa nova. I say yeah, 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 I got a chumbaye. All right, well, that one, uh, that one hurts, definitely. A little disappointed that uh, we didn't come away with, with this one. I mean, I guess I'm always disappointed any time that we don't uh, come out with the win, but today was a game that um, really felt like we you know, we had a shot in all the way up until uh, the fumble. You know, in the, And as soon as the ball came out, it, I mean, when they showed one replay of it, it was really obvious to me that it was a fumble. And at that point, it's like, all right, I mean, let's go through the, go through the motions here. Uh, and, you know, fought all the way to the end and all that, but we uh, end up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. One thing I can say first off, you know, a couple things. At, at least it wasn't anything close to what um, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, you know, the, the trash talking he was doing earlier this week. And, you know, I don't know how much the players really care about that sort of thing. Um, oh, it kind of bothered me only because you know, he wasn't even that good of a player. Quite honestly, when he was with us, he was in you know, a terrible 2015 season. And, uh, I don't know, I guess he's doing better in Jacksonville. And they have a legit, very, very tough defense there, uh, the Jackson, the Jaguars do. I mean, no, no, no doubting that. So you got to give them credit where it's due, uh, being able to uh, put out the unit that they had. They had a lot of, you know, you look at the um, drafts they had. They drafted uh, Dante Fowler, and he, he got hurt. They... Uh, uh, went and, and they uh, picked up Marcel Darius, you know, at the trade uh, deadline. It drafted Jalen Ramsey. I mean, a lot of big time uh, Miles Jack players that are high profile players that have been either hurt or just not together or, you know, all developing uh, over the last couple of years. Not terribly unlike, you know, the situation that we've got going on here, only they're, you know, several years down the road with this. And they're all together and they're all playing very, very well. And, uh, you know, the, the one which, by the way, speaking of that, got to really just take your hat off to the defense. Just fought tough all day long. In the third quarter, I think it, it, maybe it was midway through or towards the end of the third quarter, there was a stat where they had run something like 64 to 31 offensive or 33, whatever it was. Like, it was almost, it was about double uh, a number of plays that they had run compared to what we had run. And when you combine that with the fact that the the points that uh, Jacksonville got today, the first, the touchdown came off of the interception, and you had uh, I know the second field goal came off of the uh, the muff. Uh, I'm sorry, not the muff, but the uh, the, the interception. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other field goal that they have if that uh, resulted if that came off a turnover. But basically, the 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 game today. The way that the defense played, we, we, we could have could have won this game. Probably should have won this game. And there's fewer of the things that uh, that beat us, you know, in in uh, usual weeks. You know, I mean, this it's like every uh, last last uh, week. There's this whole like uh, roster list of things, just oddball stuff. And I guess today you could call it, you know muff punt. Didn't didn't Treggs have a muff punt a couple of weeks back? So I guess muff is on the uh, the list. Of, uh, of of stuff that you know that that, that just oddball stuff that that uh, ends up 
uh, you know, vexing us and uh, and taking us down. You know, I, I watch this happen. I see the uh, the interception by Kaiser, and then, um, you know, on the on the ensuing possession, you know, so they get the ball with the, with a uh, short field. Then the ensuing possession, you've got. Um, Derek Kindred getting lost on uh, the, a, a defensive uh, assignment. Uh, Mercedes Lewis opens. It's like, okay, they're right there. Two two young players, both making mistakes. And, and by, by that point, because the way this game started, by that point, we had had uh, two instances of um, having gotten the ball in good field position after having stopped them. So we had done done that twice, and weren't able to take advantage of either of those, uh, you know, either of those things, you know, those those advantages that we had early on, and thus we uh, we end up, and then we end up giving up the touchdowns. Like, okay, this is this is exactly that type of thing that you would expect, you know, with the young team uh, making the these sorts of mistakes. And then as uh, the game went along, you know, the the mistake. I mean, the mistakes in the in the game today were. Um, not it's it's just like every week. It was you know this is a team. First of all, Jacksonville too, a very very good running team, a team that had really uh, gotten a lot of had based a lot of their success and had been very successful um, running the ball. And we for the, I mean they end up getting a lot of you know getting over a hundred yards and and decent rushing totals when you look at the raw numbers. Um, and and I that has quite a bit to do with. Um, you know the I've talked about this before too about the notion of you know keep leaning on a team and leaning on a team and leaning on a team and even at that the defense didn't didn't give in you know even on the two point conversion at the very end of the game I mean they didn't give in at all I mean the whole game they were you know they they were they were hustling they were they were trying they were giving everything they had and this team you know even being zero and nine and being you know not <laughs> certainly out of playoff contention and you know. Uh, but they, you know, they, they they fought all the way through today, and really, you know, up until the the last part of the game when it's uh, thirteen to seven, and we got the ball, there's a chance, you know, go in there. But you know, th- then you have the the strip sack, and Spencer Drango kind of came down to earth a little bit today. Had a speed rusher that was going up against him, and he, uh, you know, was was beaten quite a bit. But I mean, even at that, I mean, we're able to move the ball in chunks. Uh, towards the end of the game, you know, had had you know had the ball down there, deep in there. Uh, not not the final possession that led to the uh, the strip fumble and the uh, ball being recovered in the end zone for the touchdown late. But uh, prior to that, before the the fumble by uh, Kaiser, who I think accounted for four turnovers total today. Prior to that, uh, you know, we're moving the ball down the field. Corey Coleman, you know, despite an, an effort that was just overall pretty lackluster by the offense. And uh, obviously, dominantly won by the uh, um, by the Jaguar defense. That matchup, still uh, Corey Coleman able to make some plays, and you know beat Jalen Ramsey a couple of times. And you know, as I, I think that uh, that's an encouraging thing to see. He had he had a drop late in the game, but you know, I, and and it's I you know I hate drops. And Ricardo Lewis had one that was just you know really injurious. Um, to, to the cause, you know, it ended up, you know, killing a drive that we had. It had a promising thing going on, um, and I, you know, drops for a receiver. Just, I hate, but in that situation late in the game, because I think that was a second down play, and it would have only gone for like a four or five yard gain anyway. And you need a touchdown. 
I don't think that it was planned necessarily. I don't think that this was like him, uh, you know, this was Coleman being all strategical. But I do think that in that moment, I, I, I didn't have that big of a problem with a drop because a completed pass wouldn't have been a gigantic uh, gain and you uh, also uh, you know would have would have burned up a lot of clock would have had to use a timeout now ultimately it didn't matter and we ended up now although we would have we ended up needing uh, that timeout so that those timeouts so that way we could get the ball back so that way we could try to go down the field ultimately that ended up not working and we gave up a touchdown on the offensive side of the ball really I mean it's disappointing when you look at the final score because it doesn't really uh, show the, the true story of how well the defense played today and how how much they balled out and and gave the offense you know opportunity after opportunity after opportunity even though they were on the field you know the offense would get the ball immediately go three and out and the defense uh you know would go out there and they would fight and they would fight and they would fight you know the linebackers got to hand it to them uh the linebackers joe Schobert seemed like he was all over the field today on every play just about and uh, Bur- James Burgess had a you know had a game as did Kirksey. All the linebackers uh, were, which I think speaks well to the play of the defensive line because they were eating up, eating up blockers. Uh, it was mentioned earlier about the the running game for Jacksonville. That's kind of what their bread and butter is, and they really didn't get much traction. Be uh, because we I mean they say ultimately we were able to have decent total decent run- rushing totals, but. Um, they that that happened not because they were terribly effective at running the ball but more because they just kept doing it over and over and over again they just kept leaning on the defense that eventually you end up giving way to you know enough of those types of plays uh where you know they and they and it did end up uh, leading to them getting a couple of first downs you know late in the game where uh, you know it makes a difference um as far as how many opportunities we ultimately ended up getting, but we had our opportunities. You know, the defense is not on the hook for this one today. You know, Jacksonville does not have a tremendously, you know, great offensive situation going on. But, you know, take your hat off to them. Blake Bortles, you know, made way fewer mistakes than Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser is a raw rookie player um, and had, you know, more than his fair share of bad passes today, uh, was uh, under duress. But yeah, Kaiser struggled. He uh, he, you know, it had uh, problems with um, you know being uh, comfortable in the pocket. Once you know things started to get to him a little bit early on, Jacksonville did a pretty good job of um, confusing him with the defenses that they were running. And like you got to hand it to them; they are a very good defensive unit. Um, and Kaiser struggled with that. Bortles, not a you know a very good quarterback, didn't have an especially good game. I think displayed a lot of the reasons why you know today that he's not you know very good quarterback overall. But he did enough. He did enough, um, or I should say, it's kind of like a couple of weeks ago uh, with Marcus Mariota, where he he didn't really have an especially great game. Um, and you look at his stats later on, you see it was kind of pedestrian, but you know he didn't make any mistakes and he did just enough. And that was kind of the, the story today, combined with the fact that we made enough mistakes with Peppers with the muff punt, with uh, uh, Kaiser with the multiple interceptions and the fumble, with um, and and several errant uh, passes. The uh, but you know it's 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 funny. Did it actually did it go down? And we didn't have a single penalty in the entire game. Unless I missed something, I do believe that we went through this entire game. It was our first one since 1962 
where we uh, did not have commit a single penalty. How how about that? We go an entire game without committing a single penalty. This team, this team that we've... And it it goes back to what I've uh, been talking about, where it's something different every week. We don't commit a single penalty, where that is one of the things that's usually on the list, where we got some sort of weird penalty that we commit over and over that, you know, normally you don't, um, you know, see or have an issue with, but we, you know, somehow get nailed with it. Well, today, exact opposite. We had no penalties. And yet, we end up losing by 12. But then a lot of that has to do with, you know, late in the game, the, um, you know, again, the, the turnovers by Kaiser, uh, you know, leading to the the gift touchdown uh, there at the end really kind of skews. And again, overall, really the the turnovers by the offense skew an overall really really solid performance by the defense. So it's it's unfortunate because the defensive effort today, if you were to combine that with some of the offensive performances that we've gotten, uh, like for example that we got against the Vikings, or we got against uh, the Colts, uh, would have been would probably would have been enough to win uh, today. But you know, wasn't to be. We're, we played a really good defense, and the offense of theirs was, you know, not not especially good, but it was, you know, just good enough to uh, to to score enough points, and then you know their defense being opportunistic and putting some points on the board, boards themselves uh, later on. So you know, it's a uh, it's a disappointing day because I, I I thought this was a game that we could win, and I really uh, you know, I, I felt good about it even you know into the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I actually, I kind of thought when they put up that graphic that said we hadn't committed a penalty, I said, okay, this is what's going to end up happening. We're going to score the winning touchdown, and it's, that's going to be called back by penalty. I thought that is exactly what's going to happen here. But it didn't go down that way. Instead, uh, you know, we, we you know, the guys played discipline. You know, and, and you can say that about the team. In a game with, with uh, you know, sloppy conditions, the team, for the most part, played pretty disciplined, except for, unfortunately, the quarterback. And the wide receiving group, um, again, not very great. It was better with Corey Coleman. Uh, so that's good. You know, Corey Coleman, you know, played well uh, other than his drop that he had. Uh, Ricardo Lewis with – they have one or they have multiple? And I know that uh, Higgins also had uh, a drop. So, I mean, you know, it, it, you have that problem that's been persistent all year long. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what you do. I mean, I, we had this problem in 2013 where it was uh, predominantly Greg Little and Devon Bess were just terrible about drops the whole year long. So, I, you know, I don't – again, I don't know what you do about it, but – it's definitely something that you know has been a problem, but that's not you know that 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 is a a, a part of it, but that's not the overall you know the overall reason is it's basically it's still a young team and and the Jaguars were not that far away from where we were, and you got we got to hand it to them we've had this kind of conversation about you know changing personnel you know firing coaches front office people and the, the concept of continuity because when you fire um front offices and of course and, and or and or ho- uh, coaches because that's going to be you know the conversation now is you know we're zero and 10 what's at one and 26 now since the current regime has been in place and when uh which you know when you look at it just looking at that and nothing else like oh my i can't believe that you know you course you know whatever you're doing it's wrong yeah maybe it's a team today that despite the final score and despite despite the fact that it's a losing effort it may may have been the best played game well it probably is the best played game all year by the defense which has been steady kind of trending in that direction but uh jabril peppers gotta hand it to him except for he had you know a rough day on the special teams with a muff punt uh although that we didn't end up ultimately paying for that one because the defense bailed us out 
uh, by getting a fumble back. That was uh, the, the Garrett fumble. But we, uh, outside of that play, that muffed punt play, we uh, we end up with him having probably his best defensive performance of the year. Because remember, this is a team that you know basically, or, or this is a, a player for whom essentially every um, game that he's played in so far this season, except for maybe the last one, possibly, you know, he had been responsible for a touchdown, and that didn't happen today. And he had one play in the end of the first half where he came up and really laid a nice stick on the uh, wide receiver and jarred the ball loose, and it was a nice play. He came up, made the made the hit, put it right on the ball, knocked it loose. Uh, cause the incompletion. Good play. Good play. I mean, I've been very, very critical because he's deserved it. Uh, but he was he he. That was a great. That was a very, very good uh, play that he made there. And so you got to take your hat off to him. Um, and really, I mean, you want this this one really you can condense down. You know, c- kind of easily. Uh, the quarterback, the, the quarterbacks in this game were not that different in terms of uh, skill level. Certainly, one is much more experienced than the other. And that, that's basically it. One of them made, and, and Bortles, I mean, that, that pass, it could have been, he, there was a pass, it was a screen pass that Ogba could have picked off and would have been a pick six if he'd, if he'd gotten it, which, by the way, he, he left the game. Uh, hopefully he's not hurt bad, because, man, I love Ogba and the season he's had for us, and he's a you know big part of the reason to be uh, optimistic uh, for this team's future. Even though the present is, uh, you know, it, it's, but I mean, today was a game as, as you know, even though the score is lopsided at the end, this is a game that it was at least, you know, that we were in it till the end. We were in it till the very end. I mean, I like I, I, we were we were in it until the Kaiser fumble, not the one that was the touchdown, but the one on the on the the series before then. We were in a spot, you know, we had the ball, we had our timeouts. I think there was something like a minute uh, forty something, minute forty four, I think is when it happened. Uh, even if there would have been a sack right there, we still would have been in it. But when we turned it over right there, there was just it was it was over. There was no chance, and and that was the ball game. The offensive line, as I say, Spencer Drango, you know, had kind of a a really good first two uh, cracks at replacing you know Joe Thomas uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago against Minnesota, and then last week against Detroit. It struggled today, and Jacksonville different uh, type defensive ends, and they gave him uh, a lot of trouble. But really, the offensive line, uh, you know, I don't know how many sacks we ended up giving up. It wasn't that – I mean, I mean, it was, <laughs> I say it wasn't that many. In previous years, you know, we give up six, seven sacks a game just, you know, that, you know that's that's like getting out of getting out of bed every day. Um, this year, it's certainly been a lot better uh, in terms of – and plus, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Kaiser's gotten a lot better with his with his pocket presence. Today, that, that broke down definitely uh, in the second half, and he, you saw him start to run around a little bit and try to start making impossible plays. And he had a couple of – you know, he definitely had a couple of rookie plays where you look at him and say, okay, dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. But you know, also got to hand it to you know that defense because they made him uh, kind of kind of do those things. They frustrated him, which you know you'd expect a veteran defense like that with all those talented players to do that. And uh, and and that ultimately ended up being the difference in the game. And that's that's unfortunate uh, because there's a lot of good performances today. Uh, you know, like I say, with the the quarterback and the wide receiver struggled. The safety position, I guess. I mean, yeah, Kindred got uh, fooled on the the play fake so he gives up the touchdown so yeah that 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 cost us a score but i mean you know we're going to give giving up a touchdown a game by the defense i'm not going to get to i mean you, you, i think you can kind of expect that no matter who you're playing um 
you know, I mean, that defense that we just played is much better than ours, at least on paper. And, you know, they, they gave up a touchdown to us. So, you know, I mean, it happens. But that was still a safety, you know, the safety position giving up a score and the quarterback and wide receiver. The wide receivers, you know, combined to drop, I don't know, three or four passes. And with Kaiser, he, you know, had – I mean, the interceptions that he threw, they were, they were, they were of the really, really bad, bad stinker variety. And the fumbles, you know, in, in bad in awful spots as well. So it was a tough day. Tough day for the rookie. And that doesn't mean that the book is closed on him and we need to uh, start, you know, looking at the, the college quarterbacks and uh, Baker Mayfield still on my top list. Doesn't mean that we're there. Doesn't mean we're at that point, you know, right now. Or that we're getting, you know, even seriously close to it. It's just, you know, it's just a data point. It's just something that you look at and you say, all right, just a tough game. It's not as bad as other games that he's, he's had he's had this year, uh, and Hugh stuck with him, you know, all the way through the end, and that's you know, and and he came in at the end and was making some plays. He was just <laughs> terrible pass on fourth down, and you know, basically end the game. And you know, uh, it's, it's, it's it again. You look at and Houston won. It's just not a not 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 a not a not an ideal uh, set of circumstances, but still, you look at the uh the draft uh, coming up because at this point in the season 0 and 10 yeah 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 i'm thinking about the draft thinking about the draft when we're 0 and 10 and when we're 0 and 10 thinking about having the number one pick uh that that, that could be a quarterback you know there's and, and if if we're at that point even if kaiser continues to kind of you know play and uh like okay the giants won today so that's that's uh beneficial to our cause they beat the uh, the chefs so yeah, that's 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 helpful that uh, that happened. San Francisco won last week, so right now we are we are totally in control. I mean, we were already we're totally in control of that number one pick overall. Uh, I still would like us to pick up at least a win or two, but it would be a pretty good situation for us to be in if we had the number one pick overall for us to pick the quarterback that we want. Hopefully, and I still am am very adamant about uh, with the same head coach with the same front office that we have right now that we then pick pick the quarterback that we want of all the guys that are available we take the guy that we want be that Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen or Lamar Jackson or whoever you like but I think those are the top three we take that guy and we still have Kaiser on the bench and we and Kaiser could potentially be the guy that goes out there and starts the season I mean if he goes out there and makes a huge jump from year one to year two well I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing what that looks like, even if we do have a number one pick. It's not like we don't have other draft picks. It's not like we're not going to have a number. And even the, with the Texans winning today, you know, that, that, that pick that we're going to get from them is still going to be, you know, it's still going to have some punch to it. It's still going to be a relatively high pick. and We and we could possibly use it to trade down like we did this one last year uh, with the 12th overall. We used to parlay that into the 25 and, the, and I think the 50. No, not the 52. I I don't recall what one we uh, what we ultimately picked. Oh, we, the uh, the first this year. That's right, the one that we have this year from uh, the Texans. So that could happen. You know, if we were to pick up, let's say, if we we used our our top pick on a quarterback and then used our second pick to move down in the draft, but then pick up another first rounder for the 2019 draft. Okay, fine. Oh, I hate that. We should get good players and quit trading up. I'm fine with with. I mean, especially when we get the sort of draft uh, capital back that allows us to pick in that same draft. And I mean that's the thing about the pick the the, uh, the trade for Deshaun Watson or I should say the trade with Houston for the, the number thirteen overall that they ultimately used on Deshaun Watson. But we end up still picking in the first round, 
and we have their first round pick this year. So I mean, trades like that, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm fine with it, especially once you get past a, fir- a certain point. And, and if we, so, if we end up getting our quarterback, because the other thing is too, is you look at our team. You know, what are the other positions? Yeah, okay, wide receiver is is one that I would I would not mind uh, spending a high draft pick on or expending a lot of um, uh, you know cash resources in free agency but we're going you know Corey coleman being back today looked you know much better than anything that we've seen on the field all year to this point and josh gordon could potentially be on the field you know that that whole situation could look way way better than it currently does uh, between even now and the end of the year so what i'm saying is that if we do have to take a pick you know later down in order to to acquire assets in future drafts i'm fine with that i'm fine with doing that and drafting a quarterback number one overall even if that means that we're not going to play the guy you know right away and i'm typically a proponent for doing that but the one thing about starting kaiser all of this year and going into the offseason is you kind of do have that option available and if he really improves and if he goes out there and he's playing well and that means that we're winning games and you know we don't have to uh, then start the uh, the guy that we drafted number over, number one overall, but it may mean that you know we got our quarterback. It may be that Kaiser really is the guy. He certainly didn't look like it today. I get that. I get. I I I get that. It was it was frustrating. There was some there was some plays on the field to be had out there, and we just we missed them. He missed them, and it's unfortunate. It's you know it's a bummer, but you know. These are these are the days. These are the things that happen. These are, um, you know, Mama said there would be days like these. There would be days like these, Mama said. And, you know, speaking of that, um, <laughs> to get off the beaten path here, I've been watching a uh, program with, uh, with with my lovely bride. Uh, you know, we don't have, we, we unplugged, but we got the, the, the Netflix and the Hulu. We actually got this uh, Roku box type deal. So we're watching this, uh, we're binge watching this uh, program half of the last couple days called the while i'm working on other things is usually how i do it uh but it's the last man uh, on earth and that show is is interesting in and of itself but while i'm watching this there's not a very large uh spot load on uh the whatever the, the the hulu service there's not a whole lot of commercials that are rotating within their inventory and so there's but there's one that runs in just about if it's not every break it's every other break but it's for Publix, which is a uh, it's a it's a commercial uh, big box um, kind of supermarket outlet down here in Florida. It's kind of like Giant Eagle. It, that really is the comp the the uh, the comparable because it's really the biggest of all of the chain supermarkets. And you know, okay, it's it's not terribly special, and it's got all the same stuff that every other uh, supermarket has. But it does have something that is, as I'm watching, and I've seen this same commercial probably, I don't know, 50 times at this point. But it's just, it's remarkable. I mean, and it's so remarkable that I have to, I literally have to take time out of this, this, this cast to, to talk about it. Because it's, it's about, and, and I have to kind of set that, and I can almost recite the entire thing. It shows a family. And it shows a, a, uh, it looks like a, a a daughter walking through the door, and she's got something. She brought something with her, and she's kissing her mom or her grandma. And then, well, then grandma arrives, and everybody is cooking stuff. Everybody's preparing stuff, and everybody's like, "Hey, I need more of this. I need, uh, you know." And, and it's like, "Hey, there's no more room in the fridge." And everybody, everybody that you interact with, 
is all they're in the the, the process of preparing and they need another uh, place setting at the table and they're all um, you know at least they're all they're all doing stuff and then you have the moment where they're they're all sitting at the table and you can see you know they're they're uh, you know enjoying you know all the time together and then afterwards when the meal is over and of course there's this you know this touching music that's being played softly in the background but then afterwards it's got these these three scenes that are kind of uh, rotating uh, asynchronously as this is, is all happening it's a grandmother that's reading to the uh, young granddaughter uh, and then you've got uh, a bunch of the family members it's all just kind of sitting around watching television and then you've got it looks like two sisters that um, are doing the dishes and they're dancing while they're doing the dishes you know and it's like it's one of these things that you watch it's only for a, a, a second but it conjures up the notion of you know what I bet that that's what they used to do when they were kids right I bet that's what they used to do when they, when they were when they, when they had to wash dishes when they were kids I bet they were they would dance together and that's what they're doing now now they, these are actors in a commercial right I know this okay and yet I'm conjuring up all of these storylines because of just how superlative this whole thing was done and the grandmother is reading the story to uh, her granddaughter and she says it's getting late grandma needs to go home and the little granddaughter looks up with her eyes uh half shut and she with a kind of a begging look says one more like kind of please just one more story and the grandmother you can just see her she's just overcome with oh i love this grandchild so much and she hugs her all big and they pan to the rest of the family let's you know the family members that are in the living room are all just kind of you know you know sitting around you know happy together and then you got the two sisters that were just dancing by the sink doing the dishes are kind of like leaning on each other hugging each other and uh the voice comes on at the end and says and in the end the only thing they needed more of was each other Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. I'm just, I'm. T- Why did I take this time to tell you people all of this? Because it is the most brilliant marketing strategy I have ever seen, and they've done this. They've done this over the years. Uh, their marketing team they had they had one uh, last year where there's this little girl and she's getting the uh, the, the it, well that's the thing is that that she's getting out the cookies and everything and she's asking about. Um, you know whether she can get the milk out and the parents are like yeah go ahead honey do whatever you're gonna do she's like yeah i gotta get it exactly right because he's gonna be here and they think that she's getting the milk and cookies out and she's all excited for santa but then the door uh there's a knock on the door and she's like he's here and she runs to the door and it's actually her grandpa and that's what she was getting all excited about and then the parents realized this as she, and it, it is just you know tearjerker of emotion there is nothing about any of these ads that have anything to do with any of the products that Publix sells other than you know everything in the ad features things that yeah you could get these things at Publix but it's not talking about you know any of the you know the super buster store savings that they have it's it is selling something totally it's a concept of family it's a concept of team it's a concept of unity it's that it's a sense it is selling you a feeling that you only get during and and what is it it's it's basing it on a commonality that we all have we all have those memories of of the holidays when we're growing up and um you know, being around, you know, to whatever extent we have our relationships with our families, and we're all basket cases to one extent or another, right? Every fa- every family, and if you're listening, you've got a family where there's some sort of weirdness going on, and it's cool. My family's they're they're all jacked up too. Everybody, it's it's great. Every family I've ever met, they they all have people like that. But it's yours, right? It's your family, and that's uh, that that's kind of what it's 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 like that commercial. It makes you think about. Um, 
this uh, this this feeling that you have. And it's a feeling that isn't just about the love that you have for your family members, but it's also hearkening back to the time when you were a kid when those memories were first made. Um, Jason McCourty today, prior to the game, gave an impassioned speech to the defense. It was basically, and I think that uh, it's not not that these two things have anything remotely to do with each other. It's just it's just kind of a, 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 a cozy segue. But he's talking about how this is we're going to go out there and we're going to play for each other. We don't care about the uh, the, the the record. We're going to go out there. We're going to have fun. And I think that there's probably, um, you know, I think that it's possible. When I first heard that, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, have fun, but win the game. You know, and it's, he's basically like, okay, we're going to go out there. We're going to have fun. We're going to play with each other. And then at the end of the time, we're going to look up at the score and we'll see what happens. All right. I kind of like to have a little bit more killer instinct going on, but then I thought about it. I'm like, these are the same guys that we have. I've talked about it, you know, week in, week out. There's this roster list of things that they that, that that's just screwing them up every week. There's just these things that are happening that are popping up that are just, um, and and they're just they're head scratching. It's something different every week. It's not the same stuff. It's all it's 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 like a different list of stuff. That happens every week, and I'm and I'm thinking. Now here's McCordy. McCordy is a guy that you know he's experienced some level of success at the NFL level. I mean, it's a pl- player he certainly has. But as a member of the Titans, you know they had winning seasons. I, I think you know <laughs> times that he was there. Um, but you know I think that it, it, him going out there and and giving that that speech the way that he did, it's it's saying a couple of things. He's saying we we live for each other, we love each other, we're we're doing this as a team. And I think that he's trying to get everybody to calm down because so much. Of of the mistakes and the problems that we have, I, I think anyway, as the theory goes, are born out of guys trying to trying to do too much, guys um, you know overrunning plays, guys making you know rookie and second year player mistakes, and I think that the whole strategy of you know saying we're going to have fun, we're going to play for each other, is to try to get some of that to relax a little bit, and you know not a single penalty committed by either side of the ball. That's remarkable. That's got to be some sign of progress, right? Yeah, we lost the game. And we lost the game by, you know, whatever the spread was, we covered it. Or they covered it. We we covered it in our own way, I guess. Yes, and the stupid, uh, you know, 0-16 parade is still on. Yeah, I, I get it. I know. All that. It still sucks. But there's, you know, this... There's 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 been... There's, there's some improvement there. There's some stuff there, I think. I really do. There's some stuff there. To look at and... And... and <laughs> I mean, a game like this... It's disappointing because all the way up until the end of it, you know, we were in this game. This is a playoff team. Jaguars are now seven and three. That's a team that's that's vying for you know their division, and we were right there with them until the very end. This is not the same. You couldn't really say the same last year about this team. This team would get, and even at, at various points this year, where especially when you've got when you've got the sort of things that happen where you know you you have an interception, they go down, they score a touchdown right away. You know that just you know that that could that could just crush a team. But the defense goes out there, keeps balling out. Then uh, you've got the, the muffed punt, and the defense goes out there and gets it back after that. The defense all day, I mean, I can't say enough about the defense. All day long, they just kept going back out there, and they just kept getting the ball back for the offense. Yeah, they end up having a whole lot of plays run against them, and they end up giving up a bunch of yards on the ground in terms of total uh, rushing yards, but... Um, I, I, I just there's nothing about this performance today by the defense that has me. I mean, yeah, like I said, have the, the play by the safety by Kindred where he gives up the touchdown. But I'm, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not. Gonna, it was it was a good play by the Jaguars. They ran a good play. I mean, sometimes you just get beat, and there's some plays where you just you know sometimes you just get beat. 
Um, and there were some plays today where the, the, a better defense beat a rookie quarterback. And so, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, chalk that up to um, – I really – I definitely think this is a team that's going to win a game this year and going to win hopefully a couple of games this year. I was, I was really hoping for this one. Um, looking at the way Green Bay got slapped around today, that's looking like – we got the Bears on the schedule. So there's, there's definitely some opportunities coming up. Um, but I'm going to uh, – because we, we really – yeah, th- this is a disappointment, and I'm just not going to dwell on a whole lot of uh, <laughs> of this today. I'm actually going to call this a little bit early uh, today um, in terms of the broadcast because I think that um, there's going to be a lot – because I might do another one this week too, and there's certainly a lot um, – they can happen between now and then, but I'm just—I'm not really all that upset about about the performance today. Uh, I'm upset that we didn't ultimately end up winning the game, but I'm—I'm I'm just not. Uh, uh, I, I feel like this is one where, yep, yep, we 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 probably could have should have won this game, but I think that you know we're, we're just not there. We're just not that team yet. We're we're the type of team that is is going to be in games like this against good teams. Uh, and then we're going to find ways to, to screw it up at the end. And today, the ways that we had to screw it up at the end was our rookie quarterback going out there and rookieing it up. And yeah, he's had a lot of turnovers. And I, I, you can, it's, it's fair to ask the question is it really worth uh, to continue investing the season in Deshaun Kaiser, given what we've seen so far? Look, I think it's a fair question. Uh, the answer to it is pretty obvious, too. Well, like, what else are you going to do? Are we going to are we going to seriously invest reps with Hogan or uh, Cod? I, I, I'm good. I'm good. As bad as as Kid Zeppelin is for the remainder of this year, and I think that he will be good enough for us to at least win a game. <laughs> Expectations have just been de- de- depleted as the season has gone along. Gone along, but um, you know. I'm good with him just getting every rep, you know, because if we're gonna if we're going to if we're not going to win, we're gonna get that first pick anyway, and it might as we might as well get the max benefit out of this time, which is spending it on a quarterback that has, uh, you know, certainly a lot of uh, you know physical traits that you like, and I think has shown uh, a lot of things on the field this year in his rookie year, a very tough rookie year, that suggests that he may be able to um, to put it together, and and not the least of which is, you know, I mean, not just a disappointing effort by you know uh, by his supporting staff with the, with respect to the receiving group but a horrific uh receiving uh, you know complimentary effort by the receiving core again you know today i think that that takes a step forward with uh, with Corey coleman and hopefully in a couple of weeks it'll take a you know an even bigger step forward with the hopeful 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 uh addition re-addition of josh gordon well it's been my pleasure to talk to you as always. My name is Easy Weave. This is Easy Does It on the DBN Network. Send your complaints to easyweave at gmail.com. I'm finna go watch some uh, Last Man on Earth. Until next time, y'all have a great week. Take care. Good luck. God bless. See ya. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.